This is the Today in the World podcast for Tuesday, the 8th of December 2020. I'm your host, Uncle Kate, and here are your headlines. Post-COVID apocalypse, decimation of cities and Amazon by Cyprus. Saxo Bank unveils outrageous predictions for 2021. Nigel Farage says his reform party is the radical voice needed to end constant lockdowns. But what are his views on the vaccine? And according to former Israeli general, aliens are waiting for humans to mature before revealing themselves. Here's what you missed today in the world. As a black man in the UK, we often feel like we have to all, you know, agree on politics, agree on is Donald Trump good? Is Nigel Farage racist? It's like we're all, you know, just huddled together in this one opinion that is for all, because we all care about racism. And if you're racist, then we cannot be with you. I disagree with that whole methodology of thinking because, unfortunately, the system is racist. It's called institutional racism. So for you to make decisions based off of people's ability to not be racist is not the right way to do it, because then you would just be excluding most of parliament. You know, you'd be excluding most politicians that exist. And with that, It allows me to actually look at people's actions. It allows me to look at what people are doing. People that have been branded as a racist, it allows me to the freedom to see what they are offering. So one person that I had kept my eye on since 2016 referendum is Nigel Farage, for obvious reasons. He went up against the status quo. He challenged the government and he said, Look, what you're doing is rubbish. We need change. We need it now. And, you know, they they voted. You know, now Brexit has happened. And you either like it or you don't. The, The fact of the matter is, he wasn't scared to go up against the government, you know. And so for me, I held him in higher esteem than other politicians because he looked like he had some some balls, you know, like he wasn't scared. And that's what you need. You can't have these politicians that are just trying to appease everyone. They, they don't want to make the system angry and they don't want to make the people angry. And they try and find this in-between section where they can sit their, their fat ass on this skinny fence that doesn't really exist because you're going to tip to either side and you have to choose a side, you know. And Nigel Farage chose a side, so I rated him for that, you know, highly. But um, as you're going to see, I, I had to lose those ratings for him. And not because of any racism or anything like that. It's just because, you know, you weren't the person I thought you were. His latest interview on talk radio yesterday to talk about Brexit included what his radical new reform party stance was on the coronavirus vaccine. In the interview, Julia asks, your focus now, depending on what happens with trade talks, obviously, is to focus on lockdowns. You're from Kent, which is tier three. You're going to be standing candidates on local elections for anti-lockdown policy. Is there going to be strong demand for these anti-lockdown policies? You know, since vaccines are already rolling out, does this change your stance on the whole thing? He then replied with some great vigour, saying that it's not just about lockdowns. We need change with how the country's run, how we are governed, and he wants to change politics for good. Brexit is the first necessary step in doing that, he says. He wants wholesale reform and change for how this country is run and how it is governed. Then, continuing to answer the question in typical politician style, he says, frankly, what we have seen with the coronavirus shows how bad we are, how poorly our money is spent, how inefficient we are. 
So we are a radical voice saying, let's bring our whole system of government into the 21st century, getting rid of outdated House of Lords, amending the voting system, cleaning up postal voting, allowing people to hold referendums on key issues they choose, without a doubt, taking on the BBC, taking on the big quangos, taking on Whitehall, that's what we're all about. And obviously, me being who I am, this really moved me, this got me going, this got me listening, because it seems that he's very understanding of the fundamental problems with our government. And, you know, maybe I'm naive, but it's like he knows all the buzzwords to say. He's just he's just better at playing this political game. Because when he was asked, in terms of the support you're going to have, in terms of the issues we have right now, being controlled by the state, which many of us agree is an overreaction to the threat of corona, where are you on the vaccine policy? And then Julia asked, A, would you take the vaccine for yourself? And B, do you think there will be some sort of vaccine passport? And where are you on that? And this is where he lost me, guys, because he said quite brazenly as well that I want this to be over as quick as possible. And this is the, this is the cop-out line that I think that is being used quite often right now, you know? This, oh, I want this to be over as quick as possible, so let's just do whatever it takes to, 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 to free ourselves. That's not the point here. I mean, in that sentence, you literally just reveal yourself to be doing nothing but blowing smoke up people's ass because that is just making people think that you are the guy that's going to change everything. And then you're going to say something like, let's just get down to, let's just, you know, get on with it. You know, so let's just put up with what everyone else is doing and and let's let's take these vaccines. Let's have these lockdowns because it's going to do, you know, it's going to allow us to get things back to normal as quick as possible. You know, if you want the vaccine to allow us to get back to normal as quick as possible, then what? why are you going to be any different on lockdown rules? Lockdown apparently help us to get back to normal as quick as possible as well. You know, so why do you have different stances on that? Because in his answer, this is what he said. He said, do I think it should be compulsory? Compulsory? No, absolutely not. Do I welcome it as a way to get things back to normal? Yes, I do. He goes on to say, I'm sorry, but people out there that think that they can avoid taking this vaccine, if you're retired living in rural England somewhere, you probably can get away with not having it. The rest of us will be forced into it. And this is what I'm saying. This is not very radical at all. At a time when you need your best leaders to stand up and take a stand, and you've got this guy blowing smoke up everyone's ass saying that he's going to reform the country, this is not the answer that people will be expecting. And the more I've listened to him talk about important issues, the more I've become a fan, you know, of him in the past. And this is just, you know, all the work you've just done to win over fans you would have never won before, just gone. You know, the way he caved in was deplorable in my eyes. You, 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 you Maybe you need to watch the video to get a real sense of what I'm talking about. I just don't understand how the hell your supporters, the people that do want the change, are supposed to back you, knowing that when things get a bit tough and, and government control gets it, gets crazy, you're just going to back down. You're just going to have it. When corporations start start edging into the government world a bit too much, you're just going to accept it. You know, So you are not the reform party of the UK. You are the blowing smoke up of people's ass party in the UK. <laughs> He ends the statement with saying that basically, you know, in the corporate world and the travel world, they will say that you will need this vaccine whether you want it or not. Maybe it's just me, man. Maybe I'm just a silly one here looking to a politician to actually solve a problem. It just shows my 
hope hopelessness or hopefulness, whichever way you want to look at it, at you know, trying to solve this problem, but definitely isn't going to be from this politician. Danish investment bank Saxo Bank has released its annual list of outrageous predictions trying to assess some unlikely but not impossible events that could shake up the global financial markets after the trauma of 2020. Article from RT. Danish investment bank released the list on Tuesday and it starts with the possibility that US tech giant Amazon, having capitalized on the coronavirus lockdowns, could buy Cyprus to turn it into its own corporate tax haven. In Saxo's scenario, the tech giant first moves its headquarters to the islands and then it literally buys political power at all levels and further helps the country to rewrite its tax code. The updated law may mimic Ireland's tax code, but with even lower levels of corporate and other levies. The next prediction is an interesting one, as for me, personally, it's something that I talk about all the time on this show and is probably one of the most likely things we can expect to see after creating a new normal. They say that universal basic income and remote work destroys cities. So Saxo Bank predicts that emergency COVID-19 measures may evolve into a permanent new universal basic income reality. This is something that we have also predicted, as I said before, with the IMF Great Reset. I just have to reiterate because it's a bit like, duh, come on, it's getting a bit obvious what's going on now. Because this is a bank saying this is not some conspiracy theorist. This is literally a corporate bank basically saying the same thing as a lot of conspiracy theorists right now. You know, so coupled with tech driven job redundancies and remote work, the universal basic income era could crush the commercial office and real property market. Young professionals may opt to stay in the communities where they grow up, while others could start leaving big cities which are no longer so attractive in terms of job opportunities and life conditions. And when I imagine this in my head, I'm thinking about the biggest cities widely known for their rampant commercial activity, you know, like London, New York, uh, Paris, all these places which used to be buzzing commercial cities can easily be turned into like these small compartmentalized ghettos if the old financial stability we used to have isn't restored. And the likelihood of that happening is zero to none. They continue. Stock markets were rallying amid hopes that COVID-19 vaccines will be rolled out soon. However, instead of the anticipated recovery, it may add pressure on the already overheated economy, Saxo Bank predicts. This would spike inflation, forcing the Fed to increase long treasury yields, but the yields on riskier debts will also spike. At this point, many weaker companies will default. Not to mention, this is just another bubble forming out of pure survival. If the Fed did this, it would actually be completely nuts. Not that it would stop them, but it would be insane to create these fragile economies based out of more money printing debt rather than any actual real production. I predict it will be at this stage that the great IMF plans of the Great Reset will be fully rolled out because there's no way of sustainable living without it at that point. I just can't see any kind of old economy living past 2021 realistically. The article continues. In their last prediction, they say Germany may have to bail out France to prevent the systemic collapse of the EU's second largest economy. France could face a wave of corporate bankruptcies that will affect, eventually affect its banks, 
and it will have no other choice but to come begging cap in hand to Germany in order to allow the ECB to print enough euros to enable a massive bailout. Financial news now, starting off with the crypto numbers. We've got Bitcoin that is currently down 1.56%, just under 19K. And we've got Ethereum down 2.36%, trading at $580. XRP is down 2.86%, trading at $0.60. Cents. Tether is at just underneath a dollar, down from down 0.85%. Litecoin is down almost 5% trading at $80. Bitcoin Cash is down 3.3% trading at $276. Chainlink down 3% trading at $12. Cardano is at $0.14 and is down 5%. German private bank Hawk and Hofforza says it will launch a crypto investment fund in January next year, allowing institutional and semi-institutional investors to invest in digital assets, including Bitcoin, Ether, and Stellar, reporting from Bitcoin News. The bank revealed it is planning for the portfolio to cover around 85% of the total cryptocurrency asset market. The 224-year-old bank, one of the oldest in Germany, said it will pursue a passive investment strategy, which will allocate funds depending on the virtual currency's market cap and other factors. Shares in JD Health. The healthcare unit of Chinese e-commerce group JD.com surged as much as 75% on their trading debut after the company raised $3.5 billion in Hong Kong's biggest initial public offering of 2020. So, reporting from FT.com, they say that JD Health and other Chinese online healthcare platforms, including Ping and Good Doctor and Alibaba's Ali Health, have reported surging revenue and user activity this year. Patient fears over visiting hospitals during the coronavirus outbreak in China caused online consultations to jump in early 2020, which would show and justify exactly where these huge increase, increases in valuations have come from. In other news, Tesla plans to raise up $5 billion by selling stock as the US electric car pioneer takes advantage of a rally that will propel it into the S&P 500 this month. Reporting from FT.com, the company said in a filing on Tuesday that it would sell new shares from time to time on the open market, handing it more flexibility over the pricing than if it had held a formal secondary offering of stock. The announcement comes just weeks before Tesla is due to enter the S&P 500, a move that is expected to fuel a further demand for the stock as passive investors who track the US benchmark index are compelled to buy. However, the challenges facing Tesla are growing. Despite a lead in battery car technology, Tesla is confronting renewed competition from incumbent players such as Volkswagen, which has pledged to spend 35 billion euros to achieve its electric vehicle ambitions. The stunning rally has also raised concerns over the group's valuation, with skeptics pointing out that its profits have been helped by the, by the sale of regulatory credits in which the car maker sells zero emission credits to rivals who need them. And that's basically where, you know, the government pays you for making cars that are energy efficient. And that's something that I've pointed out several times on this show, actually. But the thing is with the old legacy financial system is that it is clearly becoming a huge financial bubble. And that is really shown again in this article from, from the Financial Times. And it's just getting bigger and bigger with moves like this.
Uh, that's not to say that you can't make a quick profit by dipping your toe into the Tesla stock and selling at the right time, but it can also go the other way, and that has to be taken into account because you can make the same huge losses as you can make the same huge gains. The bubble can burst at any times. Um, so for me, avoiding getting caught up in that bubble bursting is the way that I want to do it. That's just the way that I play the game. Shark Tank star Kevin O'Leary, also known as Mr. Wonderful, is ready to put 5% of his investment portfolio in a Bitcoin exchange-traded fund that is approved by the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. Long known as a Bitcoin skeptic, O'Leary is worried about Bitcoin's volatility and wants regulators to be comfortable with it before he jumps in. O'Leary has been a Bitcoin skeptic. He told CNBC last May that Bitcoin was worthless and a useless currency, stating that to him it's garbage because you can't get in and out of it in large amounts. O'Leary added, when I can get this thing regulated so that I can put millions of dollars into it and know that I'm not off the side in any way, I'm not breaching anything and it would be stable. He added, if that was the case, if tomorrow morning we woke up and the SEC said that you can create an ETF with Bitcoin and we think Bitcoin is a legitimate, you know, payment system and store of wealth, not only would it go up, but you'd have a lot of people like me investing in it. And so for me personally, this confirms why I think that smart people are not investing in Bitcoin, because it seems like they should really be able to see in black and white why it has value. And it's not because they don't think it has value why people are not investing it. It's because of their loyalty to the system. A lot of them anyway, not everyone, but the ones that are smart enough to understand but still haven't taken a plunge. And it's an interesting thing because it made me think, what if the regulation didn't come and you and you know all of these guys that are loyal to the system were just standing by and watching the conspiracy theorists and the libertarians get rich off of Bitcoin while they all missed out because of their loyalty to the government system? That wouldn't reflect too well on the system and wouldn't help people to remain loyal to it. So there is a case there for positive regulation to come about now and not just simple regulations, regulation that doesn't dampen the innovation needed for Bitcoin to keep growing. They have to do it. Otherwise, they're going to look bad to their loyalists. Has the state of Israel made contact with aliens? According to retired Israeli general and current professor Haim Ished, the answer is yes, but this has been kept a secret because humanity isn't ready. Article from Billy Carson at ForbiddenKnowledge.com, a very good site for, high, for finding hidden information. The article he wrote says, space aliens have reached an agreement with the US government to stay mum on the experiments they conduct on Earth as well as their secret base on Mars, until mankind is ready to accept them, the former head of Israel's space program claimed in a new interview. The aliens have asked not to announce that they are here because humanity is not ready yet, Hayim Eshed told Israeli paper Yedioth Aharonov, according to the Jewish press. The Jewish press, speculating that Eshed 87 may have gone to insanity and beyond, goes on to unspool his, un his tangled web, which claims the involvement of President Trump and interplanetary diplomacy. They have been waiting for humanity to evolve and reach a stage where we can generally understand what space and spaceships are, said Ished, according to the Jewish press. There's an agreement between the US government and the aliens. 
They signed the contracts with us to do experiments here. They, too, are researching and trying to understand the whole fabric of the universe, and they want us as helpers. One of the hubs of the cooperation is a base on Mars, where, by the way, Ished claims American astronauts have already set foot. There's an underground base in the depths of Mars where their representatives are, and also our American astronauts, Ished reportedly said. It's funny as well because reading this article reminds me of Star Trek in that show where they basically say that intelligent life forms have this similar type of agreement. You know, they've got this federation um, of, of different intelligent life forms and they all get together and they have this agreement that they will not interfere with any primal civilization and that they need to allow them basically to grow and evolve organically, you know, so they, they just leave them be. And this is fascinating because sci-fi movies always seem more and more these days to be lining up with reality way more than we ever thought was possible. The article continues. It should acknowledge that it all sounds like science fiction, but claim that some of his peers are coming around. He says, if I had come up with what I'm saying today, five years ago, I would have been hospitalized. Wherever I've gone with this in academia, they've said, this man has lost his mind. Today, they're already talking differently. I have nothing to lose. I've received my degrees and awards. I am respected in universities abroad where this trend is also changing. So it seems that on his, it's like one of those deathbed things, you know, he's getting close to dying. He's an old man. He's got all he wanted out of, out of life. And look what the things that he's saying, you know, look what he's saying. He's basically saying, you know, aliens out there, B. Aliens are out there and we need to get with it, you know. I would take heed in what he's saying because old people, especially when they're when they're on their deathbed, they, they be coming out of all sorts of truths, man. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely something I would look out for. And that marks the end of another episode with Uncle K on the Today in the World podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did like it share it tell a friend to tell a friend and i will see you tomorrow have a great evening <laughs>